Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. It is that day that everybody dreads every single year. And this year, probably more than ever. Although there is a suggestion there may be a second budget maybe towards the, the early part of next year to address, uh, obviously, the bills that are going to come along with COVID-19 because we're going to see the real, I suppose, economic downturn next year in relation to tax returns when it comes to COVID-19. But the budget uh, is going to be released today at one o'clock. Remember the old days? You used to hold up the suitcase. Then we moved to a DVD. I wonder does Pascal walk out now and hold up a USB stick or what way does it work now? Maybe one man that can help you out with that is Sean Defoe, who joins me on the line. Sean, good afternoon to you. Afternoon. Does he hold up a DVD or a, a USB stick nowadays? What, what way does he do it now? No, it's, it's all in the cloud now, so he oh, can't hold sure, up anything, there really. There so you just, go. He comes out with his, uh, comes out with like a bunch of documents, the bulky budget 21 document instead to do his photo. Right about now, actually, he's to do it. Well look, well, look, you know, this is certainly one that has been anticipated not to see too much change because, of course, we're in the middle of a pandemic and it would be difficult to, I suppose, quantify what sort of damage is going to be done to the economy until next year. So there may be a second budget. But I think the obvious is in there. The Green Party seem to have a certain amount of input into this one, particularly when it comes to diesel and petrol uh, and the usual stuff in there. But generally, what, what is the sense when it comes to this particular budget? How hard have we been hit? It's really weird. Not that hard overall, I would say. It's a strange one whereby this is going to be the biggest budget in the history of the state and by some significant margin. We're talking, you know, 15 billion euro or more above what the usual spending would be. And yes, I don't think anyone's life is going to be dramatically um, different when we get to the end of the day today. It's kind of a lot of money to just stand still and that's obviously because of COVID, trying to Brexit, everything else that's going on. The biggest impact that I think we're going to see in terms of those actual pockets are well, when you have the annual increase in the cigarettes. So if you're if you're a smoker who drives a big car, you're probably the free person in the cars <laughs> today. Because yeah, the, that's me gone. So that's it. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry to break it to you, <laughs> but um, is fifty cent they say on a pack of cigarettes? Probably we don't know about alcohol yet, of course, which are the usual suspects. We don't know about alcohol yet. That will be difficult for the vintners to swallow, I suppose. Pardon the pun, you know. And I think they may hold back on that one. Yeah, alcohol doesn't look like it's going to get any increase. So it'll be the 50 cents on the cigarettes, and then the other big increases are going to be in the carbon tax, which obviously has a lot gone not only on uh, fuel, so it's going to be about 150 on a tank of diesel, 130 on a full tank of petrol. You're talking 90 cents at a bag of coal, 20 cents at a bag of briquettes, and uh, increased home heating oil as well. Now, they also mentioned, John, uh, that the vehicle registration tax and motor tax will be reformed to incentivize uh, electronic and hybrid vehicles, I suppose. Uh, so when they say reformed, have they given any indication as to what that reform would be? We had a reform in 2008, of course, when they changed it from the, the CC of the engine to the emissions of the engine. So are they planning on doing something similar again or has there been any leaks in relation to that? Yeah, it's basically going to be an expansion of the emissions. Um, so there are, I think, there are 12 bands at the moment when you look at motor tax and DRT, and there's going to be 20 after today. So what you're looking at is the very highest uh, emitting cars. It's probably going to cost you in your motor tax about 50 euro a year more and uh, about 10 euro if you're, you know, kind of somewhere in the middle. Though for 90% of people, it's not going to change. And for some people, if you do have an electric car, it'll probably actually go down. And the same with the VRT. We don't have exact figures on it yet, but if you want to buy um, a bigger diesel car, even a bit, you know, 
family car, uh, it's going to cost you more to buy it outright. That's probably where the biggest impact is going to be. And this is going to be repeated, I'd say, in a series of budgets when we kind of wanted to move by the government away from petrol and diesel and trying to incentivize hybrids and electric cars. And the other news, of course, the Christmas bonus and the living alone uh, or the living alone allowance and job seekers bonus obviously uh, is coming there as well. And they've changed, of course, that the scheme used to be 15 months. Now it's four months. So you only have to be on job seekers four months. And also, I mean, I'm assuming they're going to include the PUP payment in there, a double PUP payment for people who've been on it for more than four months. Yeah, exactly. So, as you say, usually 15 months for social welfare payments to get it. Now it's going to be four. PUP is going to be included, and it doesn't have to be concurrent. So what that means is if you were, say, you lost your job in a pub earlier on this year and you were on pub for two or three months, then you got it back when things were going better and you've lost your job since you can still, as long as you have four months between those two times racked up, you'll still be able to get the double Christmas bonus. And as you mentioned there, the uh, living uh, alone allowance is going to increase, the fuel allowance is going to increase, and the carer's allowance is going to increase. So what they're trying to do is basically two streams of this budget. If you have been lucky enough to keep your job over the last few months, you're probably not going to feel a huge amount either way on this, uh, up or down. But if you have lost your job or if you're in a difficult situation, that's where the the more targeted things are going. Okay, the other thing, of course, is housing and health, which are always the big things. 500 million to be allocated. Is that going to be enough, do you think, to keep people happy and and to provide all these homes that were promised, although things have changed dramatically? I know in the last year, uh, I don't think we've never seen a change like this in the history of the state, but certainly, will 500 million uh, provide enough homes to to get rid of the problem that we don't talk about anymore, which is housing. Yeah, I, I probably not on its own, no, but as part of a suite of measures, that, that's what they're hoping. And they're kind of uh, trying to change focus, which is interesting. This is some of the Fianna Fáil imprint on the budget, that social uh, housing should be built directly by the local authorities instead of, you know, trying to commission it or... Or, or, or approve uh, it, yeah. Or exactly, or some of the other ways that have, have been going on the last few years. That That is a, a change in tack, and if it actually gets done, could be very beneficial over the next few years. The affordable housing scheme as well, it was in the last couple of budgets and nothing's been done on it. It was meant to be published, in fact, in this September, the full scheme, and we still haven't got it. But again, we're promised it's going to be there this time around. And some good news for people who are looking to buy a home for the first time, the help to buy at the increased 30,000 euro rate that's being extended until the end of 2021. That's for first-time buyers buying new homes. And they've also put an extra 218 million into the homeless fund as well uh, to help those people who may be in temporary accommodation or whatever it happens to be. I suppose the big spend this year is going to have to be on health that was uh, given. Uh, and also, by the way, they talk about carers' allowance, which in turn saves the government money anyway. So more than 110,000 carers will benefit from the 150 euro increase. Uh, but the 4 billion, a lot of money going into health on top of the 16 billion extra that we already put in, I assume. Yeah, health is going to be uh, probably the joint uh, biggest increase along with social protection. So four billion extra euro into health. And that's split pretty evenly between COVID and what we're going to have to deal with straight away in the hospitals handling COVID. And then also long-term health care, the rest of the health service, which was somewhat overlooked um, during the the mean months, if you like, of this particular virus and does need to be invested in. So that's, for example, around a thousand more um, hospital beds, increasing the ICU capacity, which has its own knock-on impact into COVID, recruiting more consultants on public-only contracts as well. So there is uh, quite a focus on not only the COVID aspect, but what, what our health service is going to look like afterwards. And finally, for those in the hospitality sector, of course, a little bit of a gift for them if they ever get back to normal again, uh, whereby the VAT rate has gone back down again, where it was increased there recently, it's gone back down to 9%. But I suppose this budget doesn't really address the biggest problem we have at the moment, which is a massive deficit in the economy that we're going to have over the next year when the tax take next year is going to be disastrous. So does this lead us to believe, Sean, or what are you hearing in relation to a second budget? Because people are predicting maybe March uh, there may, or June, somewhere before June, there'll be a second budget. Do you think there will be? 
Uh, at the moment, there's no serious talk of it. They're just trying to guess who this first budget, that we may see something like what happened with the July stimulus earlier on in the year. And I think the big caveat with this, despite it being the biggest budget in the history of the state and, and all the rest that goes with that, um, so much of last year's budget was torn up because of what happened with COVID. So really, there is an acceptance that, OK, we think this is what things are going to look like. We think it'll be about a 16 billion euro uh, deficit and that's all we'll have to borrow. But if, for example, we had to go into a prolonged lockdown again, that changes the game. So at the moment, there is only plan for one budget but the, the government circles are kind of saying, look, if it did uh, uh, come to us, we would have to revise things because we just don't know how this virus is going to unfold over the next year. Well, listen, I appreciate you coming on the air today and talking to us about it. And let's get some public reaction to it as well. Thank you very much indeed, Sean Defoe, and I appreciate it. Uh, all right, we're going to get your reaction as well. And particularly, by the way, we want to get your reaction to the Christmas bonus for the pandemic unemployment payment. A full Christmas bonus will be paid to all welfare recipients, including the majority, but not all, of those on the pandemic unemployment payment. The move means thousands of pensioners people on disability payments and those who became unemployment before and after the pandemic hit will see their payment increase in the lead up to Christmas. However, not everyone on the pandemic unemployment payment will receive the top up. It's understood around 90% of the 227 who are currently on it will get it. Ordinarily, a person Pardon me, a person must be on welfare support for 15 months to qualify for a Christmas bonus. This would mean thousands of people who became unemployed due to the COVID pandemic would miss out on the bonus payment. However, the government has decided to reduce that to four months this time around to allow those on the pandemic support to receive the top-up or the double payment this year. Now, that just won't apply to everybody, of course, because some people have just only recently lost their jobs. The four-month threshold does not have to be concurrent, as you heard Sean mention. In other words, you may have lost your job for two months, say, in you know May and April, but you may have got it back when you reopened after the, you know, the final phase of Leo's phases, and you may be back off it again or back on it again. So, it doesn't really matter as long as it's four months in total. All right, so just to be clarify that. That same rule doesn't apply to job seekers uh, and long-term unemployed. To be job seekers and long-term unemployed, you must have at least four months uh, and that must be concurrent. However, people who became recently unemployed due to the government's increase in coronavirus restrictions will miss out on the payment, in other words. So, in other words, if you've only lost your job, if you're losing your job this month, say, for example, due to COVID-19, or if there's a lockdown this month and it's the first time your company's closed and you go on to the COVID payment, you're not going to get the Christmas bonus because you won't have accumulated four months. So it seems a little bit unfair. But there are people who are saying, well, hold on for a second. You know, whatever about pandemic unemployment payments, social welfare or long-term social welfare shouldn't be getting a, an extra payment at Christmas. They were the, I mean, if you look back at 2009, 2010, when we were into a recession, the first thing that the Fianna Fáil government at the time cut was the Christmas bonus. It's only recently that they brought it back in again when the economy was on the up, but we could afford it. We clearly can't afford it. It's going to cost a lot of money. And I'm just looking at the figures there that it's going to cost. I mean... The total cost is now expected to be in the region of 350 million, which is in excess of the 279 million that was paid out last year for the Christmas bonus. Uh, I I think a lot of people would agree if somebody has lost a job due to COVID-19, yes, we can understand it. But if somebody has been long-term unemployment for 10 years, do the same should the same rules apply we have this argument every single year as to whether people should get an extra week uh, on social welfare long term social welfare in relation to the to the christmas bonus and i want to know what you think of the idea that if you've lost your job due to covid and you haven't accumulated 4 months you are not going to get this bonus do you think that's fair or do you think well look we don't have the money because if we were to do that it would just cost a lot more money I think it disproportionately affects people who have just lost their jobs. I think that's really unfair. I mean, 
if you are a hard worker and due to COVID-19, you lose your job this week, you're not getting the bonus. Meanwhile, somebody who hasn't worked a day in their life or hasn't worked in 15 or 10 years or hasn't got up off their arse to do anything, they're going to get it. So it doesn't seem very fair the way they've done this. But let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. And we would like to focus generally on the budget for the first half an hour of the show. So if there's anything in particular that you think affects you, it's home eating. Maybe diesel cars are going to be hard hit, by the way. You probably have to pay an extra €50 Euro a year in car tax. That's what it looks like anyway, depending on the size of your engine or the emissions of your engine. If your car is over 10 years old, most likely you're going to be screwed uh, because the emissions would be higher and you're going to pay a lot more money. Your home heating oil is going to cost more money. Uh, your price of a pack of cigarettes, 50 pence or 50 cents, should I say. Sorry, I think it all money there. All going to be hit. Uh, there are some little bit of giveaways there. For example, carer's allowance will, will be increased and all that kind of stuff. We'll go through all that a bit later on. But are you going to be hit? How do you feel about the budget? It's not too bad, but there is there are going to be some people. I mean, look, generally speaking, to fill your car up is going to cost you an extra 150 a week if you're putting 50 quid or 60 quid a week into your car. Now, that's only 150 at the moment because it's based on a percentage. But remember, the price of diesel and petrol at the moment is quite low, really low, actually, the lowest it's been in years. So, when that price goes back up again, which it will probably next year, that percentage, obviously, of that price goes up. So you're going to see a huge increase probably over the next two or three years in the price of diesel and the price of petrol and home heating oil as well. Let me know what you think. The number is 87 Is this budget acceptable? Is it as bad as you thought it was going to be? And are you going to be hit? Uh, let me go to Seamus. Seamus, you're in Classic Kids. How are you doing, Seamus? How are you doing, How's it going? Um, the, okay, getting back to the, the, this Christmas bonus, you know, it does seem unfair that if I lose my job tomorrow, I'm not going to accumulate four months. I won't get a double payment on PUP, but somebody who hasn't worked in 10 years will. That seems a little bit unfair, doesn't it? It does seem unfair, I suppose, on the face of it, but I think, you know, it's, what is it? It's roughly 200 euro, I think, for, for, for a week. I think it should, I believe that it should just be given across the board for anybody who is registered as unemployed uh, over the Christmas period. Just I for the, just for this year, is it? Are you talking just well, this year going forward? Well, I'd say just for the, this year alone, just in light of everything, there are huge amounts of people obviously going to be unemployed. And I think they should just be given it. I mean, these, these are, the, you know, these are the, the measures coming from prudent Pascal Donahue, Mr. Fiscal himself, you know. Um, <laughs> Fiscal. You know, and, and at the end of the day, he'll be standing there like Moses with the book of the Ten Commandments, pontificating with that smile on his face. But this is all in light of... Uh, a government that within the first three weeks of power and under, you know, the new Fianna Fáil, under Michal Martin and so on, all the bull that they gave us all, you know, within the first three weeks they pushed forward legislation rapidly to ensure €16,000 rises uh, for their super junior ministers. Well, they all, By the way, in case people didn't know, they all got a rise on the 1st of October. Or was it the 2nd of October? October yeah. yeah, and then another 2%. That, that, okay. By the way, that, you, do you notice that wasn't really in the news? <laughs> can, can I point Oh, no. Yeah, this is the, well, that's, that's, you know, that's the, or, you know, we're down the road of North Korean TV again with RT. We tell you what the government wants you to hear, not the truth. Okay, so that was, so, but that was know, part of the agreement that they got the rise. Yeah, uh, no, I think it was only like 2%, agreement. yeah. But, you know, this, you know, Michal Martin was, um, you know, he was there uh, going through the debate, uh, you know, he was taking part in the debate on prime time and so on with uh, Leo Varadkar back last Christmas. And I know it seems like a long time ago now, mm-hmm. you know, and it was on pre-COVID-19 Ireland, uh, Irish policies. But he did put forward that mantra that this would be new Fianna Fáil, transparency, so on and so forth. Look at what's happened in the first few months. Like within three weeks, they pushed forward their own pay rises. 
this is in light of all of the unemployment and so on going on and what they, they know what's coming down the road for this country. And I think it's, it's disgusting. Well, I, I don't think people realise what's coming on down, the, down the road. I, I mean, look, I, so. by the way, I know you gave out about Pascal, but, you know, I don't Pascal envy it. Well, I, look, somebody <laughs> has to balance the bloody books, right? And I don't envy the job of trying to balance the books because this, this budget is a nonsense in some sense that it's not yeah. addressing the problem we're going to have next year. The, big, the biggest problem we're going to have is not this year, but next year when there's next no, year, when there's no tax returns. Don't see that, yeah. No, I, I, I mean, most businesses pay their tax, you know, a year behind. So the biggest problem is going to be next year when, when businesses declare that we made no money last year and there'll be no tax paid. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I'm not here to balance books. I just I just don't, in light of everything that's going on, I don't think they're going about it the right way at all. There's no transparency. Um, I mean, they, they put forward a proposal for, a, what was it, 10 cent uh, rise for the minimum wage. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, this is in the same time period while they gave themselves 2% or pay rises. Like, you know, there was a social media um, onslaught of the government only within the last couple of months when um, the Prime Minister of uh, New Zealand, uh, Jacinda Ahern, uh, was highlighted for her, I suppose, her, her, you know, her demonstration of real leadership within a a New Zealand government by by endorsing 20% pay cuts across the board for all members of government. And she's Done a, like a, she's done a really good job. Well, well, I mean, mind you, perfect. in fairness, Leo Varadkar was honest enough last week when he turned around and said that if Neffet and the public sector uh, were on, you know, a PUP payment, they wouldn't be making the decisions they're making at the moment. So he was quite honest Niall, about Niall, that. Niall, you can't trust the word coming out of uh, Leo Varadkar. I know, Leo I know. We flip flops. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and, and not to mention Stephen Donnelly, he's the worst for him. He's what we call a sycophant. He okay. sits on one side of the fence telling them what he like wants them to hear and then he'll jump over to the other side. Bear, bear in mind this but that's But it's not politics. I mean, Seamus, don't get me wrong, I don't agree with it, but that's politics. That's what they all do. It's, it's politics, but, you know, I, I think we're into... We're probably going to come down the road of, a, 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 you know, a world, a global uh, reformation of pol- uh, political uh, system at some point, especially post-COVID-19, because it's highlighted some... Well, the, well, the Bank of England have declared that there won't be just a recession, it'll be a depression. Well, there'll be um, depression, but then it'll become some form of a revolution. You'll have a reformation of so many sectors across society. Um, it's all coming down the road. That's just probably, you know, that's... Okay, that's, bi- that's day, a bigger that's conversation. Okay, but, but in relation to today's budget, I mean, how will you be affected directly, Seamus, do you think? I, I won't, thankfully, I won't, uh, you know. Uh, okay. I, I don't think I'll be... Well, I, you don't drive a big car and you don't smoke? <laughs> no, no, I don't. No. <laughs> all right, <laughs> we'll, we'll stay there for a second. Let me go to Robbie. Robbie, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Robbie? Oh, yeah. Robbie, we all know you drive a Jaguar and smoke 40 a day, so I mean... Yeah, well, I use the private jet just to go to shops. <laughs> I know. I mean, Robbie, look, there's not really much in this budget apart from spending, I suppose. Okay, the cigarettes and the diesel, the yeah. Green Par- the Green Party have got their bit in there, there's no doubt about that. But there's not more, that much in it, really. No, can I just go back to the Bank of, the Bank of England is saying that in relation to Brexit because England are going to take an even more severe hit than everybody else would have to look at that conversation. You know, the Brexit, you know? Yeah. But yeah, look, I mean, the whole thing about the the four million going into health is all well and good, but you know yourself, like, health is a bottomless pit, and whatever money you throw at health, it'll just take it, and it'll take it, and it'll take it, and it'll disappear. And I do not trust um, Minifat Donnelly to do anything in health, to be perfectly honest with you. You know? There, well, um, there doesn't need to be an awful lot of confidence in him, you know, to, to know no, how to spend no, this extra money. Not. But he's not, he's not, he's not giving any confidence off, you know, let's be honest, he kind of be, I think he just waffles and goes by the day and see what way the wind is blowing, you know. 
Well, I, well, I think it's disastrous that we've had seven months of COVID nineteen, and according to Leo Varadkar, they do have you know extra beds and extra ICU beds. Although you know people on the ground are saying they don't see that. So I mean, at this stage, we had seven months. We could have built a hospital in seven months if we had been in another oh, country. No. You know what I mean? Well, it was. I, I remember somebody was calling. I think it was Alan Kelly actually who was calling that we should have brought one of the private hospitals into um, state ownership, and he was absolutely bang on. Yeah. Because the money that we spent on that now, we probably we would have a. Hospital now at this stage, you know. Yeah. But, but um, yeah, that's that's that. But like, I mean, on the the um, the fuel allowance and the living alone allowance, absolutely, those people should be getting that. You know. Well, they're saving the government money anyway, aren't they? I mean, at the end of the day, yeah. and the same with the carers allowance, they're saving the government money. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, I agree one hundred percent on that. All the old age pensioners and the likes of those people should be looked after one hundred ten billion percent. Absolutely. Now, in saying that, though. Um, those people who are on the COVID payments should be getting helped out because they are paying taxes and have been paying taxes for years and it's not their fault that they are now on the COVID payment. But, excuse the French, and let's be honest about it, those who sit on their arse and do nothing and want and want and want, they shouldn't be getting the bonus. And it shouldn't be called a bonus, it should be called a handout because that's what it is. Because yeah, a bonus, is, a bonus is when you're working and you've worked extra hard and, and you know, exactly. your productivity has been up. That's what you get a bonus for, yeah. And you know me, I'm as lefty as they come and I just think that this bonus, as they call it, for people who just won't bother their arse to get up in the morning or in the afternoon or even go do a part-time job, the ones who put their hand out for everything and the ones that cry, oh, and I want everything, and I want, I want, I want, they are the ones that always get looked at. Okay, so you're so saying that people who are short-term unemployed due to, to COVID or short-term unemployed should get it, but those who are on welfare for, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years, they shouldn't be getting it. Yeah, exactly. And those people who are on the COVID payment, it's not their fault they're on the COVID payment. They were working, tax-paying people. Yeah, I mean, is that a fair point, Seamus, that, you know, I mean, and I get what, yeah, what Robbie is saying. You know? like and Robbie is a lefty, in fairness. <laughs> no, I agree with somebody saying there, you know... I, I just think, yeah, under the circumstances, I guess maybe he's right, you know, you have an argument there, obviously, with long-term unemployment, you have to ask questions, but there's, you know, obviously, there's a plethora of reasons out there as to why somebody's long-term unemployed, for whatever, for whatever reason. I mean, not a huge amount of people are really at the end of the day, but, you know, the, the, I suppose the political ethics, there's no ethics in politics anymore, but by yeah, any means, we're sold no, out the, the, I mean, there's, there's, Ethics there's no have gone out, out the window, lads. Let's be clear about that. Out the window, it's all about the money, and certainly, I'll tell you one thing, don't listen to a word that Leo Baraka tells you. He was on prime time slate hang, hanging your man Tony Hulham out to dry. Well, he, he didn't only hang him out to dry. He hung everybody out to dry except himself. I know, but then he'll go on social media. He's a Twitter queen. Don't listen to oh, him. Oh, no, There's but he, what, he said the, what did he say the next day when he was asked why he oh, said it? He said he was angry. He was angry here. <laughs> Just the way Leo <laughs> leave it alone, you know. We're not all... Hey, what are you talking about? We're not all on the same page, Robbie, no, at all. Here, here, this conversation about Leo. Not oh, about yeah. What Leo said. I know. Like, Leo, Leo is a soundboy queen. Like, let's be honest about it. He, I, I can't trust the word that comes out of his mouth. Michael Martin is too weak, and the Minister for Health is shocking. Pascal is probably one of the better, in fairness to him. I know Pascal, he's a lovely fella. But he's probably one of the better ministers, to be fair. You know. Yeah, he does seem like a nice guy, and he has a tough job. And we don't hear any crap about him either, by the way. We no, don't. He doesn't get involved in the politics. You know, but, uh, when it goes, I'm not a fan of Fianna Fáil or Fianna Gael, with any stretch of the imagination. But if I was going to look at ministers in that um, government, Pascal's probably one of the better ones. I mean, and Seamus, I, that's what I said to you. I would agree. I mean, he wouldn't have been given the, the big gig in Europe if he wasn't that. If he wasn't yeah. good at what he's doing. But, uh, okay, again, fair enough. Uh, you know. He's good at balancing the books. He's a, I know he's a heavy reader of books. He's always on the 
on radio, the, the discussing book reading and whatever, even for children's books and so on. I, like he's, I'm sure he's, he's not a bad. He's boy. a learned man, it's, yes. It's, yeah, it's, he is. Uh, it's, he's an easy target at times, I suppose. You know, uh, well, he has a difficult uh, job of balancing it yeah, all up. Does, I mean, it's, it's all well and good for every minister to turn around and say we're going to do this, and we're going to spend yeah. that, and we're going to do this. But the money has to come from somewhere. I true. Yeah. When, when you went, but to be honest with you, when you look at what's employed now at the moment, who they're giving jobs to. And some of which were illegal, by the way, because they weren't actually publicly, um, publicly advertised. Uh, um, advertised appointments, by the way. And that Google the word if you don't know what it means anyway. Okay, I don't, I don't, okay, so you, you, don't, you don't have any faith in him, I guess. Check it, you know, okay, you've said it already. And now on the other, and he, and he felt come on private radio stations to have, uh, take part in the debate and actually be challenged. That says it all. Okay, you know, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you that a lot of people don't have a lot of confidence in him at the moment. There are some people, obviously, that would, but I, a lot of people don't have a huge amount of confidence in him. But let, let's go um, to, uh, stay there, please, lads. Let me just go to Anne as well. Anne, you're on Classic Kids. Hey, you're Anne. Hey, Anne, how are you? Um, Anne, I mean, what do you think? I mean, how are you affected by this? Um, well, um, I will be 66 next year. Yeah. And I should be um, entitled to me old age pension. Yeah. And they still haven't made up their mind whether it should be 67 or not. Well, I'm looking here where it says a significant financial boost for older and vulnerable people will be announced in next week's budget. This is according to the Irish Independent last week. Around 200,000 people who will receive the living alone allowance will see their weekly payment increase by £5 per week. While it's not a boost to the pension, it will increase the income of 160,000 pensioners, widows and widowers. Another 40,000 people with disabilities will also be in receipt of the payment and the allowance will increase from 14 to 19 per week. Big deal. Uh, yeah, so th- there isn't a specific increase, but a lot of pensioners will benefit from that particular yeah, great increase. See, my point is, Niall, that I'm not getting nothing. I, 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 I'm still in limbo yeah. Um, yeah. to say whether I'm going to get my pension next year at 66. I know. Or do I, until they decide to announce um, whether I have to wait until I'm 67. No, I get you. I get you. I get you. You know, I think they were saying you have to go on the dole. Yeah, she's more. Well, that's what you are saying, Anne, is that you'll have to go on the dole. No, I can't get anything. Why can't you get the dole? Because I haven't worked. Um, I have a sickness, and I haven't worked in the last uh, two years. So, are you on disability right now? No, I'm on nothing. I have got nothing since two but, years. But hang on, Anne. What, well, then what do you survive? I mean, what do you survive well, on financially? I have my husband. Oh, okay. So you, oh, there is an earner in the house. And he has the house. Okay, all right. Okay. Okay, I get you. Okay. Right. But the thing about it is, I, um, I also need my independence. Oh, of course you do, yeah. But you're considered to be a married couple. Yeah. A married couple, but he gets nothing for me. Well, I know, I know, but by but yeah, but by law, but I understand that, but by law, and a married couple are considered a unit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but for means testing purposes, a married couple are considered a unit. Actually, you're probably better off not getting married in this day and age financially. But you're considered to be a unit as a married couple. So if if you're married and living in the same home as somebody else, and another person in the house is getting income or getting a payment, that's taken into consideration. Then when you're getting a payment, that's just the way it works. It's, it's, it's okay, like, to, to go over to the, well, whatever it goes into, the bank or whatever. Yeah. 210 euros a month, a week. That, that's, supposed, that's what we're supposed to live on. Unless, if my husband hadn't got 
uh, a pension from his uh, his job, his previous job. job. Yeah, we would be on two hundred and ten euros a week. Yeah. So, but, but he 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 does have a private pension, does he? And you look at people's trolleys. Yeah. Um, they spend more than that on food and booze than they would. I don't know. Anyway, I mean, I, I think we have, I couldn't agree with you more, Alan. I think we have a massive disrespect in this country for people who are elderly and we don't look after them properly and, and which forces a lot of elderly people to want to work. We only talked about that last night. I'm sorry, I'm running out of time. Um, and thank you very much indeed. And I get the point that you're making and it is a very difficult place for somebody like yourself kind of to be in that kind of limbo. A lot of people, by the way, sending in audio messages as well. Oh, you know, sorry, I just can't come on there at the minute. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm just sick of this country. You know, don't get me wrong, I feel so sorry for people who lost their jobs and stuff like that, but it just seems that, you know, the people that are working get hit the hardest, and then the people who aren't working are getting stuff thrown at them, handed to them. You know what I mean? I'm struggling. I'm struggling and I'm on a full-time wage. You know what I mean? I don't see anybody helping me out or anything. I'm just sick of it. It just angers me, this country does. Absolutely freaks me out. Bloody government there just making, you know, making it up as they go along. Filling their own pockets. Sickening, absolutely sickening it is. He's an angry man, and a lot of people will be angry today. No, whatever about the people on the, the pandemic unemployment payment, getting the bonus at Christmas, you know, you, they've, they've taken a huge uh, hit to their finances already, so fair enough if they get it. And, and also, people who are on unemployment, you know, they might have children that they might, you know, want to get a few bits extra for Christmas. You know, you wouldn't begrudge anyone that. But it's the people who are the single people who are getting the uh, so-called Christmas bonus that that really needs to be looked at you know young fellas 21 years of age living at home with their man dad getting double money for what for what exactly you know spend it on going out over Christmas I don't get it you know what I mean we're already, like you said we're already on the bones of our arse as, as it is at the minute so I mean surely should be cutting our, our cloth to fit our measure at this stage you know what I mean I'm going to steal that sentence we're already on the bones of our arses he said already and many people are on the bones of their arses already um, but he makes a very good point and let me get back to that this is the Christmas bonus a lot of people giving out saying well hold on for a second you know, if you're not four months unemployed because of COVID, you won't be getting it. But if you're 10 years unemployed and haven't bothered your arse to get a job in 10 years, forget about the COVID, uh, you'll be getting a Christmas bonus. And people are going, well, why? That seems completely unfair. People who don't bother versus people who actually go out and contribute to society. Why have we got a minister for children at all? In other words, he's suggesting we don't actually really need one. We have a minister for public expenditure and a minister for finance. Aren't they the same thing? We gave a minister for a higher education when well, we created that position, didn't we, for Simon, uh, for a Minister for Higher Education and a Minister for Education. Aren't they the same thing? Well, it seems not, because we created that position, didn't we, for good old Simon there to get him, to keep him to keep him in a job, I suppose, in some sense. Uh, loads of people text again. Somebody says, no, that bonus uh, should be in the budget for all healthcare staff and other essential workers who work through this pandemic. Christine, Christine, I'm, a, I'm assuming you're including me in there. I'll talk to Andy Bad News about it later and see if he give me a few quid at Christmas. I don't think that'll be happening in the radio industry this year. Uh, Niall, absolute nonsense. The idea of giving somebody uh, extra money who's been sitting on their hole for the last 15 years versus not giving it to some poor sod who's worked all his life but lost his job through no fault of his own is ridiculous. Let me go to Alan. Alan, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Alan? 
Hi, how are you? I think the budget creates a lot of anger every year, Alan. <laughs> yeah, so, but Joe, Joe let's, let's clear off the mail first, right? Yeah. Isn't it amazing that the budget doesn't take place until 1pm today? Right? Mm, yeah. But we already know what's coming out in the budget due to all the leaks. Well, I mean, yeah, no, yeah but normally, but, Alan, we'd have that from last week or the week before. Yeah, but, but, but let's go back, go back to last week. We had our, 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 our weasel politicians been moral superiority when it came to NFET and this leak that came from NFET. Yep. And how these leaks shouldn't happen. But yet, our weasel politicians can't keep their mouths shut when it comes to the budget. Well, they do that. It's called flying kites. They do it all the time, Oh, don't they, they do, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but it, it's just the way they behave. But look, again, again, it's the working poor that are going to be penalised again in this budget. Yeah. People sitting on their backsides going, now, I'm not taking people who have been recently let go, not taking into account, but people who are long-term unemployed. Not no, long-term nothing really changes. Medical issues, but, but just long-term unemployed because they're lazy now getting this Christmas bonus. I won't get a Christmas bonus from the company I work for. Yeah. Because they've gone through financial difficulties. So and, and nor will I. Yeah. Well, I'd expect to suck it up and pay tax for everything else and pay all this new stuff that comes out. Yeah. But people who, who offer very little to this country on a daily basis are consistently, consistently looked after. And how will you be affected by this budget, Al? Apart from my tax and everything else, my normal day-to-day stuff. So I mean, do you, drive, do you drive a car? Do you smoke a cigarette? I mean... I, I don't smoke. I, so I don't smoke and I drive a company vehicle, but right, I, okay. still pay, I still pay still pay tax on a company vehicle. Well, you're paying the benefit in kind, yeah, yeah. The wonderful benefit in kind that the, the government... And here's, here's the last thing with the government... Well, I mean, you heat your house, don't you? Heat and oil is yeah, going to go up. so look, heat and oil is going to go up, so yeah. I'd love to have the money to, to benefit my house, but if I had the money to benefit my house, I would, but I can't, so that's where I and I... Yeah, why, didn't, why haven't they done that? I know in the North and the UK, they have this great incentive now, you know, depending on how much you are, and you get a certain amount of money if you want to change your boiler, you want to up, upgrade your house to go from, you know, energy rating D to B or A or whatever it is, but they don't seem to have those same incentives down here. You have to spend a certain amount down here before they give yeah, you a few quid. I would think that it's more to do with um, none of the politicians' buddies own or own energy companies, so therefore they're not going. To ah, work. right, I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there <laughs> isn't, there the isn't a vested interest, Alan. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Yeah, yeah I'm saying that, but also, also, look, the, the grief with, with the grants is, is, is there has to go through claim the grants back. So I know in the UK, the company who does the job actually claims the grant back. You don't. Yeah. So normally you've got to pay for it over here, then you go and claim it back. So you're out of pocket of a grand or two grand, let's say, for a few months. Yeah, and, but apart from anything else, then you have to spend a certain amount to get a certain amount here. Whereas yeah, in like the UK, 5, you don't. 10, yeah, five thousand or ten thousand, you've got to spend before before you get the money back. Look, because there's a lot of people in this country, for example, have there's a lot of people have very inefficient oil and you know gas boilers in this house, very old ones, inefficient ones, and that could save us quite a substantial amount of money if they were replaced or changed. They just can't afford to change them. A boiler costs you eighteen hundred quid, you know. So a lot of yep. people can't change them. They don't can't afford to. And a lot of people could get insulation, but they can't afford it. Again, would save substantial amounts of money, and for all those green people out there, would would save the planet. Um, so, but yeah, we don't seem to you know want to spend the money to help those people. Well, there's plenty of people out there that would love to renovate, that renovate their house or whatever it may be, but they just can't afford it because the outlay up front is just too much for them. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. Now, there's these green loans going around, but again, you're, the you're, paying, a massive, you're, paying, you're paying a massive interest back on it. Like, so it's, yeah. it's, either way, they're, they're nailing you either way. Okay, so your, your, your gripe is, I suppose, that once again, it's those who are working, those who are trying to contribute are the ones that are always hit the hardest and those who, I suppose, have been sitting on their bottom um, for the last 10 or 15 years and not bothering their arse to contribute are never hit and they're basically getting the handouts. Yeah, no problem with people who, who are unemployed due to disability or illness or people who really yeah, can't work. Jobs. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's completely different. These are people who just refuse point blank to actually get off their arse and get a job.
because it's easier to sit at home. Get a free council house. And that is exactly what is happening. People are getting free council houses with all this. Somebody actually mentioned in an email to us yesterday, now I didn't get a time to get around to it, but I may get around to it during the week, that um, a family next door to them, uh, he says they're working, himself and his wife are working and pinned to the collar, as somebody said earlier on, on the bones of their arse. And he said the family next door are all on welfare. They've been away on holidays three times this year so far. And he said, don't bother to isolate. But he said they're not working, so it's not mandatory for them to do it. Well, it is legally mandatory for them. Well, there's a guideline there for them to do it. But they don't bother because they're not working and nobody notices. So he, his argument is, is that, you know, this idea of green list countries and not being able to go on holidays is only affecting those who are actually working. Those on welfare who go away on holidays went away anyway because it doesn't affect them. The more honest you try to be nile in this country, the more you get penalised. And that, and that's been honest with you. So, mm. And that's the way this country works, unfortunately. It's so upside down. So the people who contribute are the people who are penalised. All right, well, listen, thanks for that. Appreciate it, Alan. And I think a lot of people are very angry today. Well, I think people generally get angry on budget day. Anyway, Marie, or Maria, sorry, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Maria? Hi, Niall. How are you? You're annoyed also at the social welfare recipients getting the bonus. Yeah, I'm, I am so peeved at the moment. I'm seriously thinking of just packing in my own job. Mm. I'm one of these key essential workers. My husband's hours at work were reduced to two days a week. Um, because he was working the two days, he couldn't get the COVID payment. His employers wouldn't give him the subsidiary scheme. They wouldn't take part in that. And we're not getting a penny from the social because I'm working and the reduced hours are means tested. Right, So okay. we're not entitled to a bean and this is since last March. But we still have the same bills, the same mortgage, the same everything coming in and it's all supposed to be paid, kids fed the whole lot. You know, It's tough, it is tough, wage. yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, these people are sitting on their backsides. I actually personally know one person who hasn't worked in 19 years who doesn't want to work who keeps making excuses not to go to false scheme meetings. And they're going to get a bonus for sitting on their backside this Christmas while the rest of us are pinned absolutely to the wall, Rob and Peter, to pay Paul. It's like, we've two older cars. They're both diesel, so I'm going to have to pay higher old tax. You gotta, yeah, you'll have to hire yeah, diesel. And then if you're heating oil as well. And, yep. Yeah, and I can't afford to go out and buy a newer car. So, you know, it's like, what is the point of working in this country? You don't get anywhere for doing it, and you get absolutely nothing for doing it, just to pay tax for everyone else to sit on their backsides and get a Christmas bonus. Yeah, well, your car tax is probably going to go up by about 50 quid per car per year, uh, roughly. Now, they, they haven't finalised exactly, but they're going to completely change the whole system. As, as Sean Defoe mentioned earlier on, instead of having six, six categories, there'll be now 12 when it comes to emissions for, for car tax. So we'll probably see an increase of 50 quid for diesel cars. Yeah, and it's like, at the moment, I'm one of them. We're already paying 200 every three months because we can't afford... That's dear enough, isn't it? the car for a year because it's a two-litre and it's an older car. All right, um, okay. How old is the car, by the way? every three months. It's a zero eight. Oh, you just missed out because if your car had been zero nine. Um, you would have been paying on the new tax scheme, whereas you're paying on the old one, which is based on the CC of yeah. the car. Oh, and the other right. one is zero seven. So ah, yeah, so you have two. Ca- Do you know what? To be honest with you, yeah. To be honest, can I ask? Can I say something to you and give you a bit of advice here? Right, I don't know what your credit rating is like at the moment. But the fact, Zero. well, there is I know that feeling. But <laughs> but basically, 
you would be far better off if you could figure out some way of getting a car, a cheaper car by the month, because you're paying on the old tax system post 2008. Uh, or pre-2008, which was based on the CC. So, like, for example, my car is bigger than yours, right? And I'm, <laughs> that sounds really nasty, doesn't it? <laughs> my, my, car is, my, my car is bigger is than yours. Is there anything else that's bigger than me now? Yeah. My car is bigger than yours, and my car tax is only 170 a year for the whole year because it's obviously a newer car a newer and it's car. post post-2008. So you you're gonna cut badly because you've two cars there that were made pre or that were registered pre two thousand eight. So you're cut really yeah, badly. Yeah, and a lot of people are cut the same because they can't buy newer cars because they've no credit rating. Because they've no credit, they had trouble with the mortgages when yeah, the whole yeah. lot went. Through. Yeah, yeah, I get you, I get you, I get you. No one, you know, there's a whole bunch of people out there. That no, no one cares about us. That, no one, no one cares about and us. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah, you're just left paying through the absolute teeth. Yeah, well, listen, I, I wish you well, and I completely agree with you, and I couldn't, I couldn't disagree with anything you've said today, Maria. Listen, thank you very much indeed, and have an interesting day. Uh, okay, loads and loads of people are texting in, loads of people WhatsApping, um, and I'll play some of your audio messages after the break, by the way. How has the budget affected you, generally speaking, and are you happy to see, you know, the Christmas bonus being paid to long-term social welfare again? Well, it would be far fairer to give the bonus to those who've lost their jobs in the last 15 months, certainly not those who are on job seekers of more than 15 months, because all we're doing is rewarding idleness, and that is wrong. We need to protect people who have lost their jobs, and any, everyone on the PUP should get it, but certainly not those who, ha- who have done nothing in the last 15 months. All right, thanks for that, Stephen. Somebody else says, uh, Niall, there is a pair in their early 40s with no kids living across from me in a two-bedroom flat that can't be bothered getting up before midday. They are both fine, healthy individuals who could do it losing a few pounds. Uh, the social workers, uh, even uh, them, uh, something about a brand new bicycle. Uh, anyway, a day's work wouldn't kill either of them. Uh, but why should they uh, get everything handed them for free? The thought of them getting the bonus is disgusting. I'd strip them of all benefits and watch how quickly they get a job, says Michael the Rigger. All right, good man, Michael the Rigger. Okay, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. Numbers 87 188 zero eight. And Niall, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing now? Niall, how are you? Well, uh, listen, love the show. Um, it's, been a, it's been a revelation, say, throughout the COVID um, period, uh, just to say, listen to other people speak about their... their experiences and for you to cut through the BS sometimes is uh, it's just fantastic to listen to. I appreciate that. I appreciate that, Niall. Um, it takes a name like Niall to do that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but, but, but the, 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 the thing is, like saying, rewarding people for sitting on their backsides, you know, it's, it, it, it's just absolutely disgusting. And it actually makes me feel like um, the, the first day that I went in to sign on for my pub payment, um, I almost got sick. And the person behind the desk actually said to me, well, let's see, do you have enough tax credits there? And I I, I actually said, "Um, I think you'll find that there is significant amounts of them. And she goes, oh, right, there is. Like, I was paying more more than double in terms of tax what, say, the COVID payment is. And I lost my job through no fault of my own. What line Uh, line of work are you in now? I don't want to know where uh, you are. Well, I was um, a hotel general manager and I'm also a chartered accountant. Okay. Um, I was actually I actually did both simultaneously. Okay. Um, I, I'm 35 years of age. I have two kids. I've won three, the other one, 16 months, and it must be very <laughs> difficult for you at the moment. It well, it, 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 it is. Um, but you know, like I say, we actually looked at emigrating. But the the thing is, you can't actually go anywhere. You can't go anywhere at the moment. Because yeah. all those economies are actually in the same um, same predicament. But what really kills me is people that actually take joy in saying 
right, oh, we're getting this, this is fantastic, what can we take from the state? It kills me, it actually genuinely kills me to go in and actually sign up for this. And, you know, like, you know, it's, it's just, it's just so destroying. I know, there's a lot of, a lot of people feel that way. I mean, Niall, I remember I lost a job in a shoe shop going back, my first job I think was 19 years of age, and I went into Gardner Street to the Dole, and uh, because my dad worked in the airport uh, and got a decent enough wage, they offered me seven pound a week. Right now, this is a long time ago now, right? And I just kind of went out. That'll just about get me in on the bus, right? So I never bothered to collect. And thankfully, I got another job. But I've, apart from that, I've never got a social welfare. And I know that feeling of going in when you're not used to it and you want to contribute. And particularly at a time like this where, you know, people are disproportionately affected because they're people who normally would have no problem getting out and putting out a million CVs a day until they get a job. But there's no jobs there because unfortunately everywhere is bloody closed. Uh, no, and, and I know that. And, uh, and this is what the frustrating thing is. Um, you know, you will spend um, hours upon hours, you know, um, um, you know, applying for jobs. Uh, critiquing your CV, critiquing yourself, and then you know, you then you, you look down the road, and even in the town that I'm in, quite uh, right now, I see two young lads are literally skipping down the road, knowing full well that they're getting the same uh, payment each week, which is today, which is more Tuesday, and they're skipping down the road, mm-hmm. and they're, they're they're going to go into an off license, they're going to have a party this evening, and I'm actually just thinking about God, I got cut fifty euros, like. What are we going to do to make that up? Yeah, because you've got you've got mouths to feed, you've got bills to pay. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, like I went into um, a certain retailer yesterday, and we had to buy napkins, and it, the, and it was just like a few bits and pieces, and it came to a third of what the, the pub waited, and it's just like, oh my god! Like, and then you look at as another listener said, then you look at the other shopping trolleys that are coming out, and they're literally full of booze. And you're just like, how can you justify this? How can you... Because because a lot of those individuals that you're referring to, firstly, they're not paying a mortgage. Um, They're getting maybe a HAP scheme um, whereby their rent is automatically paid. They might be on a fuel allowance uh, for, you know, a certain portion of the year. So they don't have to pay a heating bill. But the thing is, Niall, it should be actually tested. Um, I think in the UK they have, say, when you're going for your pension, they actually will go through, say, your, your, your tax contribution and they will look at how much tax you contribute to society and then they will give you a pension based on that. Well, they've, now, you, they've, they've changed the system, which I believe we should do in this country. They have a thing now called universal social credits, which they use now. In, 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 no, 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 absolutely. But, but yeah. the, point, the point that I'm making is that any future payments... Listen, we've had long enough to get ready for this, uh, for this budget. We really and truly have, and it's been an awful, um, say, traumatic time for most people, um, you know, say, since, since March. But we've got... Like this time to get it right and say, right, do we need more means testing? Okay, right, if we expand the civil service slightly by getting, say, people from the private sector to go in and just analyse and administrate, yes, absolutely. But the thing is, it's a a closed shop. It really and truly is. Like, like I was. See, there was always the argument, Niall, and I remember years ago the the revenue decided to do a clampdown on pension payments or, or people with offshore accounts and all this kind of thing, right? So it cost, and I don't know the actual figures, but let's just, I'm making something up here, right, to give you the, the analogy. But it cost them, say, 10 million to get back seven. And because the administration work that was involved in it. And I think there's always that argument for social welfare. Yeah, you could increase the staff. Yes, you could clamp down on, you know, say a single mom living alone who's cohabiting, or you could, are those kind of other different anomalies that would be within the social welfare system? It's a simple thing. What's your return on investment going to be? Um, yeah, what's know, the investment? To save the money that you're going to yeah. save, are you going to spend more to save it? And that was always the argument when it came to means testing. 
Yeah, I, I, like I, I actually, like I know that. But the thing is, it's just like I suppose the mood of the country right now is so low. You know, it's if if we could just do something, just 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 to. No, yeah. Well, my my argument is, I mean, people like yourself who have worked all their lives, as far as I'm concerned, um, if you are unemployed through no fault of your own, which it is through no fault of your own you should be given a, a fair percentage of your wage. So whenever your last, I mean, what they should have done was taken people's last six months' pay slips, averaged it, and gave you 80% of that. Well, well exactly. Like, even, like, uh, for a period uh, of time, obviously. You no, know, for, for, for a period of time to get back. But like, it's, it, the way that it is right now, it's just, um, okay. you know, if it's, people are getting richer and richer. I'm running out of time. I'm, I'm Niall, I'm sorry, oh, but I am running out of time. I'm coming to news. Thank you very much indeed for sharing your experience with us and I appreciate it and I hope things work out well for you, okay? And I hope you're back in work very, very soon.